Welcome to the We Have Issues podcast, a weekly look at the local issues and matters impacting Independence, Missouri. And now, your hosts, Lori Dean Wiley and Dan Hobart. So welcome to another episode of We Have Issues Independence. Today, we're going to talk about things that go rough. What's happening now? So I'm Laurie Dean Wiley. I'm Dan Hobart. And uh, we welcome you. So very recently, a lot of people that worked really hard to see the repeal of the breed ban finally saw that come to fruition. And a lot of people uh, tried to not repeal it. Fair point. Sure. So what I wanted to talk about today, though, is many dog lovers out there. We don't want to see dogs uh, banned. We don't want to see dogs in shelters. We don't want to see, though, people hurt from vicious, dangerous, or otherwise dogs. Yep. I think the victory here for those that worked really hard is that there's not a specific breed that is no longer welcome by dog owners and independents, or soon will be. Uh, And so I thought it would be really good to talk to you specifically. You really drove a lot of the language and you drove a lot of the, um, well, there was an amendment at this recent council meeting following the vote. And so... I just believe that to really help our citizens understand where we headed with this so that we can uh, assuage the concerns from those that did speak against the repeal, but that we can celebrate with those that have or want to get pit bulls, but also set up what will happen if there's a injury to a person or um, something come up with a dangerous or vicious dog. And so I just wanted to throw it out to you, Dan, first of all, just to kind of talk a little bit about how did the council come together to, I think it was a 5-2 vote, Yeah. come together to uh, repeal the breed ban to once it was. Tell me a little bit about the amendment that you made. So Well, so... It was in, it was it was important to me that we update the those ordinances dangerous vicious oh and I always forget the third one but we we have the independence has three separate designations for dogs that have caused a problem uh and they get categorized in this one of three it's aggressive, aggressive, dangerous, aggressive, dangerous and, vicious. and vicious. Yeah. And once a dog acts out in some manner toward a person or a pet or in some manner publicly, uh, uh, attacking, lunging, biting, uh, atta- you know, hurting, uh, they get categorized by animal control or alleged by animal control. Uh, sometimes it ends in a court case. Sometimes it uh, just is in a letter. Sometimes it's alleged in some form or fashion. And they get categorized in one of these three ways. There are lots of definitions. There's lots of categories. 
sometimes they go to court. Sometimes the judge puts them in a box, a category in one of these things, makes findings, assesses punishments, fines, sometimes punishes the owner, sometimes punishes the pet or the, the animal. Uh, it can result in removing the animal from the city. It can result in euthanization of the animal. Uh, you know, uh, and these ordinances have been on the books uh, as long as the pet ban, as long as the as long as the pit bull ban, so or longer. And so they and need not been updated at all. Yeah, they haven't been updated. Now, uh, I've talked to uh, our police and, and animal control and. They they are good statutes. They're good ordinances. It's good law, but uh, there's been updates and changes over the years, and there's best practices. So we need to update those. And certainly, even amongst uh, the folks that voted yes on our council, there was agreement that it would be wise and a best practice to put some new controls in place. And even amongst the the big the big pit bull lobby that people seem to think is a big conspiracy or a big a big movement in the in the global uh pit bull movement uh, free the pit bulls uh that there are best practices that are fairly well accepted uh that that uh that that even the most liberal uh you know pit bull people say well, these are these are sort of as far as we like to go, and so you know I've got copies of that. Uh, we're in the process now, then, at looking at well, how far do we want to go on putting some new restrictions in place on pit bulls, and maybe not just pit bulls, maybe some other breeds. Again, we're not banning breeds anymore. <clears throat> we are in discussions now. So what kind of restrictions are we going to place? How are we going to sort of add to or rewrite or reconfigure these ordinances? Are we still going to stay with broad categories and categorize behaviors? Are we going to include any special breeds? There are a handful of breeds that people have kept statistics on that are accepted, uh, and they're known breeds. The basics are pit bulls, Rottweilers, German Shepherds. Oddly enough, the ones from, like when I was a kid, Doberman Pinschers. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't have those as much anymore. But those typical guard dogs and those dogs that you used to see in movies and stuff that were even German Shepherds, people just don't have those breeds as much anymore. The more popular ones now are like these Corsos. These they're giant. These are like giant. The and yeah, people have these yes. more custom dogs, yeah. and they're big, uh, but they're not. People like big dogs now. Some of their them are are even more aggressive and more dangerous. Really? Yeah. They, but they're expensive, and mm-hmm. people don't have them around here quite so much. And so, cane corsos and argent. Argento corsos, and it, it, <clears throat> but they're not prevalent. I gotcha. But if they happen to attack you, they're more likely to kill you. And yeah. So, you know, do we name specific breeds, and they're automatically dangerous? Or I hope not. Yeah, you know, it's not something we're so far in informal talks. 
it, it it's a tough spot to be in, right? Yeah. Because you 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 don't want to take the chance, right? Um, but uh, you also sort of want to base it on behavior because we don't want to again get into the business of breed specific legislation, which is what we have been in the business of. We certainly are not going to ban any breeds. Clearly, we're we're out of that business. Uh, it's a matter of recognizing that some of these giant and strong breeds uh, have the ability to cause a lot of damage. And certainly, uh, people have proven over time not to be the most responsible pet owners. Well, that's really where I'd like to spend some time on the owners. But I want to go back for one um one minute here on how we got to repeal the breed ban from a understanding of certain dogs uh, had we had incidences in independence right and so that council at that time made that decision there was some controversy on the night that the council voted and i just kind of wanted to give you an opportunity to clear it up that somehow the over 600 pages, I think it was, of signatures <clears throat> to repeal the ban was a signature saying put it on the ballot only. And so for the council to then vote on it was not in, was not following what the, um, the group had received signatures for. Someone tried to bring that up as we you switched the vote on them. You know, I think the language was that it would be a vote of the people. I'm under the understanding that if you have as many people certified signatures on um, turned in that equaled past election voter turnout, then you have indeed met that. Uh, burden of proof that by the will of the people, they wanted it changed. I think some of the those that got up and spoke about um, what people signed and what action the council took did not were, was not congruent. That that opinion was the wrong one. But I wanted to now that we're past that, I just kind of like to understand that thought that went into that and give you a chance to address that concern that people had that quote by the council voting versus putting on the election that the two things was not what people signed up for okay which i disagree with but so um i'm going to put on my lawyer hat please when i do that uh i don't always explain that i'm doing that <laughs> and i also tend to be a little bit uh bright line sure. and it's not popular so what I'm about to do will be unpopular with a lot of people. Sure. Uh, what I'm about to say. A couple of things. One, uh, the people uh, that came and talked about this publicly, mm -hmm. um, none of the people that came and talked about it publicly, from what I understand, uh, actually signed the petition. They came and said they talked to people that said, they signed it 
and hearsay. it's hearsay, yeah. although it's not even hearsay because hearsay is technically a statement made under in court, which is under sworn uh, testimony uh, made for the truth of the matter asserted. So it's not even hearsay. I got gotcha. It's completely conjecture. I got gotcha. you. Okay. It literally has no weight and it's made up. It carries zero weight with me. So I could care less when someone says that to me. Now, uh, so it, it holds zero weight with me. It is completely um, worthless. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean when my colleague tells me that he's talked to people that say they signed it and they changed, that they, they were misled, that I'm going to, you know, say to his face that I don't believe him or that it carries no weight. Okay, I do take that into consideration. And that's probably why since you sat next to people on a dais. Of course, so. <laughs> yes. And, but it does not have the weight of, it does not have the weight, uh, the full weight and credit uh, as if a person that signed the petition comes to me and says, I signed the petition. The person that held the clipboard told me personally, if you sign this petition, that will go to the vote. People vote. Okay. These are two entirely different things. Absolutely. Because a person that comes and says to me, I talked to 100 people and they were misled when they signed the petition. Well, guess what? You're making an argument that you don't want this ban. Right. You're completely motivated and you're making a statement on behalf of a third party that you don't have the right to make. So knock it off. Not persuaded, not interested. Now, let me be clear again. This is the lawyer in me. I gotcha. In court, this is the argument I'm making. Okay. Now, I received exactly one email from a person that said, I was misled. I signed the petition. And I was misled. I give that full faith and credit. There were over 5,000 people that signed that petition. I got one person that said that they were misled. I give that full faith and credit. And I, I, I said, I, you know, I responded to that person. I said, that's terrible. And, you know, we unfortunately can't undo that. But one out of 5,700 uh, is not enough to certainly change my mind over my vote. Okay. So uh, the language I disagree with. I don't believe that that language said that it has to go to a vote of the people. Okay. I, dis I disagree with the interpretation. Uh, I don't believe a judge would uh, see that either way. The language in the charter is clear that an initiative petition uh, says that it has to go to a vote of the people. Uh, it, it says that the, when presented with an initiative petition, the council can do either one. Uh, that language that was in that petition was almost identical, if not identical, to the language in the first uh, petition that was submitted but not certified uh, when the ban was enacted by the council and the council chose to enact it on their own without even having a certified petition the first time. So clearly uh, the, that wasn't challenged and the council, it was enacted. So uh, I think that was really important to clarify that because I, I, Personally, thought that was one thing. I thought 
this could linger, that if people thought they were misled or there was this just thought out there that it wasn't above board. And all I could see was all the certified signatures of those that did want to see it repealed. And so I just wanted to take that, I guess, thought or negative uh, emotion related to the signatures, et cetera, because that seemed to be kind of a driven point that night of your vote. So thank you for clarifying that. I really appreciate it. If it's, if it's, um, I would welcome, uh, I'm not, I'm, I am not hopeful for any more uh, divisiveness or negativity surrounding the issue if someone or a group of people are upset enough or feel they've been wronged in some way and feel the need to make a legal challenge then they absolutely should that's their right i encourage people always to afford themselves a legal system Uh, democracy worked an initiative petition is 100 percent in Missouri, we've seen it multiple times. Look, we expanded Medicare or yeah. Medicaid. We legalized marijuana. Uh, Missouri citizens constantly use initiative petitions. The city of Independence, I'm so thrilled that, that we did it in this case. It is absolutely uh, a shining example of democracy in action. It thrills me, man. The people have spoken. Like, it's really cool to... Uh, see people come together on an issue. I don't care whether I agree with it or not. It's really cool. What was really exciting for me um, as somebody who does also get excited when I see things take shape, whether I believe in that course of action or not, was the variety of ages um, of those that were involved. Um, The group of people, the mix of races. I mean, it was truly... To your point, a very democratic group who chose to do this in a the right way. I, I, it did. It made me proud to be a citizen as well. I probably wouldn't be as excited if the breed ban wasn't repealed. So thank you. But um, it really was the effort of those citizens and choosing their democratic right to. About, to bring it forward. About two and a half years ago, uh, you know, this was on an agenda. I voted uh, with Mayor Weir to uh, put this on a ballot. Right. That was without a petition. Right. And I, I, I told the organizers this. I, 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 I encouraged the council. I said, I'll put this on a ballot right now. Uh, but because these, they went out and did the petition and certified the petition, uh, you know, that was enough for me. That that was what it got it done. That persuaded me. Yeah, got it done. It really did. Quicker, got it done without the expense of uh, additional election dollars. So that was huge. So let's talk about what's next. So already mentioned, we have these old ordinances of aggressive, dangerous, and vicious dogs. Right. Um, Our city attorney is working on that language. I'm sure. So can you kind of just update everybody on? when that will be talked about? Is that gonna be on a study session? And when you anticipate maybe a vote on new ordinances? Yeah, we will probably 
so in order to have readings and uh, and get it passed by the our the sixty day deadline that we put in place. So, uh, so what date is that? In August fourth is August our 4th. deadline. Okay. So uh, there will be a new ordinance or ordinances or modified ordinances. Uh, we actually need to have a first reading on the. Uh, I think it's July 2nd and then the second meeting in July 17th. Okay. Now, theoretically, we could do an emergency, but we'd have to have sure. f- five votes, which we may have. Um, uh, but so we got to actually work fairly quick. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if we'll end up having a special meeting or something. We may end up doing that uh, once again, uh, not for any non-transparent reason just because of timing although i am working on it we all are i can tell you this uh right now on the highest level when a dog does a serious and i'm i'm saying serious i don't know that that will be the term that's used right now the most serious thing that can happen when a dog hurts somebody with a bite or otherwise, the judge has to decide what to do with the animal. And the the most serious thing that can happen, the most serious punishment is the dog is removed from the city or the dog is euthanized. I can tell you uh, that part is probably going to change. Uh, we are no longer, there is some consensus among the council informally that we are going to take that discretion out of the judge's hands uh, in certain circumstances, if it's a bad enough situation with an animal that the dog will be euthanized. We, uh, we are not going to allow an animal to leave independence, go to another community and be allowed where, where another community won't know how dangerous it is and be allowed to hurt somebody else. Uh, there's actually somebody in our community that that's happened to. Oh, wow. Uh, And very seriously, like lost a foot because somebody brought a dangerous animal from another community and this person didn't even know because there's no nationwide database. There's no database that tracks animals like that. So you can secretly sneak animals around and you'll never be able to tell. I asked some questions about that. You can't tell. There's, There's no way to track dangerous animals from one place to another at all you can't put it in the chip information oh really you don't that doesn't get shared no there's nothing that is able to share that stuff so uh we are not going to allow that anymore so fair to say that current ordinances and current dock owners should expect very sustained situational behaviors that happen that the there's going to be less discretion by the judge and more decision-making from those ordinances. Hey, you can, can expect that if this happens, then this is the consequence. That's right. Okay. So that's there is going to be more dire punishment in certain circumstances. Um, so that will be rougher on people, but, but it's necessary. So, you know, we're going to take some, the serious things will be more serious. For sure. Uh, we will, um, uh, I can tell you we're going to punish owners 
uh, negligent owners more seriously. We're going to probably base that off of Liberty's model. They have a, a statutes in place that uh, provide more punishment for owners, negligent so owners. So you see a dog that all they do every day, all day is chained and... Chained or loose or those kind of things. There will be more punishment for owners. Uh, So people are going to have to be more responsible. Quit leaving your door open and let your dog go in and out all day long. Quit, you know, you have to have a proper fence. You can't, there's a chance that we reduce the number. Now you can have four pets in independence. There's a chance for, and this may, this may be on certain breeds or bigger size Mm -hmm. or, this may be an area where we do cut down on certain breeds. Uh, you can only have maybe two instead of four. Maybe four pit bulls or four German shepherds or four mastiffs or four giant things. Maybe that's a little much. We'll see. Um, but we're talking about that. Uh, fence size. We've already got some of these things in place. Right. Insurance. Uh, just to give everybody forewarning. State Farm apparently insures any dog Mm -hmm. they're about the only one i guess that does but you can get insurance policies again these rules will only apply to rule followers the the good part is yeah any new people that move to town that haven't moved to town because of this rule they are the rule followers so that's what i like to tell people and that's true people are like oh it's going to be flooded with pit bulls now look Anybody that hasn't moved here because of this, they're actually rule followers. Yes. So it's not going to get worse. It'll be exactly the same and probably better now because people that do come now and feel free to come here now and were held back in any way, you'll notice no different or it'll be better because people will actually follow the rules. And we're going to tighten up some of the ones will give more tools to our animal control so and our courts so when they do come across things that we'll have a little bit better enforcement and a little bit better controls so it actually will get better so you've already named some things that good dog owners can do um we're going to change the style of leash too uh those stinking stretchy leashes that expand the little skinny ones that the dog can run to 25 feet bigger dogs will have to be on a you know a regular leather nylon leash or whatever that you can't do expendable okay so well those are some good tips for current pit bull dog owners yeah um and other potentially large dogs that like to run after people if they're yeah. out loose so yeah um so that's good to know yeah you know i i'm a dog lover currently don't own any dogs um but i'm really i've had conversations with people once again so in a court of law this would be hearsay but where they started questioning well can i live here anymore if if i have my pet and I moved here and now I find out I didn't know and it was banned well now it's going to be it's repealed and it's going to be okay and for me to I know dog lovers but to go to such such links to move out of a place was kind of shocking to me that people were actually considering this over this breed ban 
Um, so I'm glad that it's getting settled. I'm really glad. I think it will be hard for a lot of dog lovers to take any kind of ordinances um, because they, they just don't like that. But I think in our society, we have to have laws. We have to have better dog owners. Um, so really, I have two questions to kind of end our conversation sure. today. The first one would be kind of like a person in a court of law. You're innocent until proven otherwise, right? So somebody who walks in somebody else's yard, goes beyond a fence, and is attacked by a dog. What happens in those kind of situations if you're thinking about updating ordinances? Yeah, so we'll we'll consider that, and that'll be built in. I mean, it's perfectly good to have a dog uh, for protection, right? Right. And to uh, consider that a dog is a viable way for a deterrent, um, you know, for people to come on your property. Um, that's a fair and good use, frankly, of a dog and of a dog that is good for protection, like a German Shepherd or a Rottweiler or a Doberman or a Pitbull, frankly. Um, so uh, there will certainly be cutouts or exceptions or uh, things like that. You know, when I was bit campaigning yeah. by, and I, I did no investigation into what kind of dog it was. That it was a little one? I'm not a moron. One? No, it was not a little dog. Uh, uh, it was undoubtedly a, some version of a, a pit bull or mix. Um, and, uh, but it was in its yard and, uh, I went over to it, uh, and it was, you know, it never left its yard. Uh, I leaned over, I didn't go into its yard, but I was, you know, right there at, it's fence. Because you love dogs and you were probably going to see the dog. It dropped his ball. It yeah. was, you know, dropped his ball over the gate. And I was like, oh, I'll go throw his ball for him. He's so cute. Well, he was emptying his mouth, you know. <laughs> like, I just didn't realize that. I gotcha. Uh, he sure looked nice and playful, though. Um, but in no way did I ever hold that dog accountable for that. In no way. Um, it was unfortunate. Uh, and that's it. But, you know, you can't, you don't stick your hand in a car when you see a dog in it. You don't, yeah. you don't, you don't go in a yard with a dog in it. So it's not going to be a bite and all of a sudden that dog's held accountable regardless. And I think that was one of, you know, one of the questions on my mind with new ordinances, how much does it really take into account? My second question really relates to uh, a family that we all became familiar with at the beginning of the conversation about repealing the band in this um, year, and was a neighbor who basically turned in See, that won't people be a, in his neighborhood sure. for having loud dogs or seeing what he thought was a pit bull, yeah. and then turning it in, and one, stay in your own lane, but two, you know, now that the band is repealed, is that kind of reporting going to cause any kind of concern or action for dog owners? Yeah, no. I mean, there's a chance we do something with this 
terrible treatment where people just keep their dogs outside all the time. You know, I I mean, I think that's horrible, horrible abuse. Uh, Other people don't, but I do. Uh, So that that won't be as big a thing, hopefully. Uh, But I can tell you this, um, if if I have my way, if it's a family pet and it attacks a child or a family member, uh, if there's a way to protect that child, see, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different if a dog is in a yard or home alone or somebody breaks in and it's protecting its territory from a person that's not welcome and that doesn't have a right to be there. If an animal snaps and just attacks a person that lives there, see, that's a, that's a, dan- that's a danger, Right, because that's just unpredictable behavior, and that's a dangerous animal. Uh, so, no, that's a, that's an animal that is attacking in a situation that it shouldn't be. Right uh, now, if the 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 parent's going to show up and say no, the the kid hit it with a frying pan, right, and so it protected itself or was scared or it hurt or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will always still be some discretion involved. And hopefully a parent wouldn't lie to protect an animal over its own child, child or right. something. You, we can't protect against all those things. But the, the goal is to not enable uh, a truly sort of broken animal mentally or, you know, trained animal that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's not okay in some way to continue to exist and hurt more people. You know, uh, I'm a bleeding heart when it comes to animals and when it comes to dogs uh, and other, you know, sort of conscious, you know, loving pets. But people have to take precedent. And that's our job as uh, government and city council is, you know, is protect and serve. Right. I go back to the police thing, but it's it's that's a big function of government is to provide for the common welfare. So humans, humans have to take precedent over animals. Uh, Have to, I mean, that's, that's paramount. But not, um, so to summarize, going to be allowed with the repeal to have any dog breed. There will be new ordinances with a little more teeth or a lot more teeth coming that we suspect that will be decided by August 4th. Um, And by repealing, we will hold owners owners more responsible. And dogs. And dogs, but we also will take away some of that just, I'll use the term negative Nellies in neighborhoods that just like to point out something in somebody else's backyard that that is of no consequence. I mean, it takes away, hey, this dog's been barking too much, and then next thing you know, they're reporting it as a dangerous dog when it hasn't been at all. So I, I like where it's going, um, and I, I truly hope that this puts us to bed finally, um, and that uh, those that love dogs only have more opportunity to own the dogs they want and uh, be great owners and get maybe the help they need. Maybe it's chips or 
training or whatever. And then those that are afraid of dogs have better comfort knowing that the city has is going to put into place better ordinances that will protect them from potentially aggressive, dangerous, or vicious dogs. We're going to do the best we can. Uh, it will come down to responsible dog ownership. And as we know, people aren't always responsible, but we are going to do the best we can. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap up. Things that go rough. Um, I, I look forward to seeing where this goes. And, uh, you know, it kind of makes me think, what's next for a group of citizens to come yeah. together and change independence? Kudos. For We Have Issues Independence, I'm Laurie Dean Wiley. I'm Dan Hobart. Thanks for listening. We want to thank you for joining us. I'm Laurie Dean Wiley. And I'm Dan Hobart. Join us again next week because we have issues. Ha, ha, ha.